Welcome to the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ann, the blogger and content creator at Real Happy Mom, where moms can find encouragement and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. I also have this podcast to introduce you to other moms from various walks of life. And today on episode number 48, I'll be talking to Lorena about ways to get the most out of your health and life insurance. But before we jump into that, I wanted to make sure that you knew about the Put the Me Back in Mommy Summit. This is a free virtual summit that is going to help you to reclaim your passion, pursue your purpose, and live your dream while still being a great mom. It's a five-day-long virtual conference starting on October 21st, and you definitely want to make sure that you register to get your seat in this free conference. Now, everyone who registers will be given a chance to upgrade their ticket for lifetime access to the recordings on the membership site. But this doesn't mean that you can't jump in now. It's a free event, and I definitely want to make sure that you take advantage of it. So make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash summit or check out the show notes at realhappymom.com slash 48. Now let's jump into this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. All right, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you today. Thank you so much for having me on, Tony Ann. I'm looking forward to speak with your audience. Yes, this is a topic that I don't like to talk about very much. I'll be honest with you, (laughs) because it's really, it's not that it's scary, but it's just a lot that I don't know. And so it intimidates me. So I'm glad to have you on to bring some clarity and to make it not so intimidating for us today. So before we jump into our topic about insurances, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about you and your business. Sure. So I'm the owner of MOM, M-A-L-M, Life and Health Insurance Agency. And I actually work together with my mom. We've been working together now for the past uh, 13 years. And what we actually do is a lot of education around life insurance and health insurance and the benefits of families and business owners obtaining these products, you know. So it's it's a lot of what what I like to call demystifying so something that seems to be so complicated and it really isn't, you know? Gotcha. Yes. Like how I think it is. I think it's complicated, <laughs> but it's really not. So, I, <laughs> so the biggest thing for me that I have probably a lot of misconceptions about is life insurance. Mm-hmm. So I wanted you to talk to us a little bit about that. In particular, how we can use life insurance more than just when someone passes away. Great question. So, you know, when we think about life insurance, we think about it in the traditional sense, which is, you know, if I pass away to have, leave money for my family to be able to continue paying bills or have to pay funeral expenses, college, right? There's a lot of things, especially if if we have a family that we need to think about if we were to pass away, right? But with people living longer now and people being able to get Uh, treatment for certain things we're we're living a lot longer than before so life insurance has also transitioned in that not only if somebody were to pass away but god forbid what happens along the way right so Mm -hmm. something like a critical illness like cancer heart attack or stroke that diagnosis can be sometimes financially devastating besides it being obviously emotionally devastating for the person and the family right so People can now use part of that life insurance while they're living to be able to take care of the day-to-day bills, say, you know what, let's go on that vacation we always wanted to go because we don't know what might happen. Or some people say, I I need money to go seek 
alternative treatments mm-hmm. um, or even something as simple you know if you're married your spouse might need to take time off work as well to be able to take that person to the hospital or do some type of care in the house right whatever the case might be so money is always necessary and it's good to have that peace of mind that my life insurance is there in case I needed to use it in case of a critical illness or a chronic illness. That is really big because things happen. As we all know, life happens. So it's good to know and have some reassurance that we can have the finances to take care of things if something does pop up. So is there a certain policy that we should look for or are there certain things that we should keep our eyes out for if we wanted to have a policy that we can utilize that? Great. So there's different companies that that offer these types of living benefits. It's sometimes called the living benefit Mm -hmm. or an accelerated benefit rider. They come included in the policies. So it's not like you're paying extra for having that benefit. Okay. Um, to be offered and and the good thing is you can get these benefits in either a term policy or a permanent plan so mm-hmm. it's not that you're tied to one in particular mm-hmm. now can you just break down really quick the difference between the term and the permanent plans because those always kind of get me I'll be honest <laughs> that hey that that's a great question and and it's a, a very common one that I get right mm-hmm. so with the term policy, what that means is that it's a policy that will last you a certain amount of time, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. And after that time period, you'll no longer have uh, life insurance. Okay? okay. So it's a way to get a lot of insurance for a lower premium because okay. it's almost like renting. Okay. Um, some good things about term is one, it's, it's more affordable you know, depending on the family's budget, right? I always say it's good to have something is better than nothing. Uh, With a term policy, you can always convert it to a permanent one down the line if if you needed to. So that's one thing. With a permanent policy, the good thing is, is that you lock in the price today for the rest of your life, okay? So that policy will never go up in premium. And no matter how your health is, you will always have that policy, right? So something we don't think about is health. Uh, Your ability to buy life insurance is really based on a few things. And one of the main ones is your health, okay? Mm -hmm. So obviously, if you're somebody young, you're more than likely healthy. So it makes sense to get something permanent and locking in your insurability now, not only the the lower premium, right? Because the older we get, the more costly the insurance is, right? Okay. Yeah, there's obviously policies for the older generations that don't have that many questions about their health because they know they're geared towards the senior market. With the other major difference is that the permanent plan, it builds cash value. Gotcha. People can use as well in the future. Um, So that's always something interesting. Yes, that is a very important piece to keep in mind. So I know a lot of moms out there have kids mm-hmm. and they're wondering what they should get as far as life insurance for themselves and for their children. Do you have any recommendations for us on that? So I would say everybody that's alive should at least have enough life insurance to cover final expenses. And what I mean by final expenses is the funeral, cremation, whatever it might be that mm-hmm. the person wants to do. But beyond that, especially if you have young children, 
uh, you need to calculate at least five to 10 times your income. Okay. So that way, you know, you have peace of mind that if something happens, you know that for the next five to 10 years, your family will be taken care of, right? Something else that's important is children are writers. What this is, it's something very inexpensive and it includes all of the children, whether children that you have now or in the future, God forbid they were to pass away or something. What that does, it's a life insurance for the kids that's included in your own policy. Okay. Okay. There's a few reasons for that. Um, there's also policies out there that provide uh, competitive scholarships and orphan scholarships for the children if the insured passes away, okay. um, as well as other benefits that are interesting, you know, to look into. Okay, definitely, definitely. And I'm sure there's probably some moms that are like, I have some more questions for you. So I'll definitely <laughs> make sure to put your contact information out so that if there are any moms that are listening that need some more information, they can definitely get in contact with you about that. Speaking of life insurance and having enough to cover final cost, you were saying that number was, again, how would you calculate that number again one more time? So final expenses is about 10000 15000 okay. right? And then you also need to include like a multiple of your income. So if you make $50,000 a year, just mm. multiply that by five years, six years, 10 years, you know, to get more coverage. Got it. Got it. Now, I wanted to switch gears to health insurance because this is where I think we have a lot of misconceptions. And especially for our U.S. listeners, I'm sure you've heard about Obamacare. So I just wanted you to break down what is Obamacare? Okay. So Obamacare is like the common name that people, the nickname that people have given it to it. Um, but it's really the Affordable Care Act. And we're going to be, you know, exact. It's the Patient Protection and Affordability Care Act, or PLACA, okay. as it's called, right? ACA for short. So what it really is, it's really transformed the health insurance industry in a few ways. As far as protections for the citizens or residents, you know, you have to legally li live in the United States. It's done a few things. It's made it so that insurance companies have to accept people regardless of any pre-existing condition that they might have which is huge because before companies used to deny people or charge them more and then say, you know, we're not going to cover the heart attack that you have because it's due to your pre-existing condition of high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a big thing. Second, they've eliminated, the law has eliminated maximums that insurance companies pay. So before they could cap and say, we'll only pay up to a million dollars or $2 million, but now it's unlimited. So okay. the insurance company can spend millions and millions of dollars on, on a person if, if needed, right? Okay. So for the consumer, the other big aspect is that insurance is usually unaffordable, right? It's mm -hmm. almost like a car payment. For some people, it's like a mortgage if they're a family, right? So what they've done is based on that family income and how many people are in the household. So how many people you claim on your taxes, right? Based on that, and the income, the IRS is going to give people a tax credit to help them pay for their health insurance, okay? So that's another big thing, right? You can now afford the health insurance. And then depending where you fall on the federal poverty level, which is what it's based on, mm -hmm. um, people might qualify for lower deductibles, lower out-of-pockets, so that when they use the plan, it's more affordable. 
Got it. Now you brought up a keyword that we hear all the time, and that's deductible. So uh, I want you to help us understand the difference between deductible and a payment. So the payment is really what you pay monthly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's simple, or we call it a premium, right? Whatever. So a deductible is usually what, what you're responsible for before the insurance starts to pay. Okay. So an example, you go to the hospital and the bill at the hospital is $50,000 and your deductible is $2,000, okay? So you're responsible for the first $2,000 and then after that, your insurance pays for the rest, okay. right? There's also with your deductible, there's an out-of-pocket maximum and that's the maximum that you'll pay a year uh, for medical services, including your deductible. So quickly, let's say that $50,000 bill, you have a $2,000 deductible and your out-of-pocket maximum is $4,000, okay? okay? So the most you'll pay for that hospital stay, including your deductible, and is $4,000, right? Okay. Because So maybe you've used the plan with, throughout the year, so maybe it'll be a little bit less, but between everything, you won't pay more than $4,000 uh, for that hospital bill. Okay. Got it. Got it. Now, are there particular things that you would recommend moms look for in their insurance policy, especially if they're planning to have more kids in the future? Yeah. So one of the things that the ACA changed, which is really important, and I don't think it gets talked about a lot, okay. is that pregnancy is already included in the plans, which is a big deal because before you were a woman and you wanted pregnancy maternity to be covered you would need to pay more. You would need to have wait like 18 months mm. for her to kick in, you know? So maternity is included as well as, you know, the pregnancy, the checkups, all that type of stuff. Birth control is also included by law, which I know people like to make a big deal about it, um, but it's included. Yeah, so if you're including children in your plan, that's also important. Kids can, can be covered, you know, as well. That's really good. Now, is there something that you, like one thing that you would say if you're looking at health insurance, because open enrollment, like you mentioned to me earlier, is coming up soon. So if there's one thing that we should look for, what is one thing that you would say, okay, make sure it has this, because there, I, I know at least for my employer, there were like six different options to choose from for the right. health insurance. So just help us with figuring out which one we should kind of lean more towards versus some yeah. of the other ones. So open enrollment, the dates are from November 1st until December 15th. So you have those six weeks to choose a plan, change a plan, whatever you want to do. It's very important if you fall between 100 and 250% of the federal poverty level based on your household and the amount of people in your household, uh, based on income and the amount of people in your household, you qualify for lower deductibles and lower out-of-pocket out of maximums. Okay. And, but that's only available in the silver category, okay? So that's very important that if you fall within those ranges, and you can look up a chart that's very simple to do, that makes sure that you're choosing a silver plan because that's the only one that will have those lower deductibles and out-of-pocket maximums. And then also, I would say just in general, look at your co-pays for your doctor, look at the co-pays for the specialist, um, that's important because a lot of times people want to choose a plan that says like no charge after deductible. Mm. That sounds great, but you're going to pay for that doctor visit because you haven't met your deductible. Okay. Gotcha. So the most important thing I would say is to make an informed decision 
reach out to a broker, so somebody that represents more than one company, so they can talk to you about the different options. And, you know, just ask questions, you know, what's, give me an example of what that deductible means or what that copay means so that you can really understand it. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with us because I, like I said, I know open enrollment is coming up soon. I know people have questions and I feel a lot of times, honestly, because I was sharing with you earlier that I'm in the dental world and I don't think people understand when they're choosing these policies, what they're really getting themselves into. So they think like, oh, you know, my payment's only going to be, you know, $30 a month. So it makes it super affordable and my insurance is going to pay everything and they're not. (laughs) Right. So with like people that have, you know, between 100% and 150% of the federal poverty level, those people might pay $30 a month for the whole family. Mm-hmm. But their insurance is like, everybody wishes they could have that insurance because it's $30 a month, no deductible, very low out of pocket maximum, right? But it's important to understand what, what you're buying, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree. Now, I'm sure there are moms listening that probably have lots more questions, like I mentioned earlier. So where can we find you online if we want to connect with you and get some more answers from you? Sure. So online, you can go to my website at www.malmins.com. If you follow me on Facebook, which is malmins 22 you can just look for that or look for my company name i actually have a chat bot so like you can message me and it'll ask you the questions to see if you're eligible for the subsidy coming up for health insurance or if you have questions about life insurance you can go through that the best way is really giving me a call or sending me a text message 786-236-1792 Awesome. Thank you for giving us that. I'll make sure to include all of that in the show notes. So moms, if you are listening and you want to get in touch, I will have it in the show notes. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this great information. Thank you, Tony Anna. I appreciate you doing this podcast and, and having me on as well. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 48. There you'll find a complete blog post as well as all the links that were mentioned here today. And if you found this podcast helpful, do me a favor and like and subscribe. This lets other moms know that this is a great podcast to listen to and also lets me know that the content I'm providing is helpful. Now that does it for this episode. I will catch you in the next one.